Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, we get to talk to a real-life working exorcist. This is something I've been wanting to do all year. A few months ago, I put up an episode about my thoughts on possession and what I think possession could actually be. The whole idea of, is possession by a demonic entity even relevant in today's terms, or is that definitely an older mindset? So... I had someone come forward who is choosing to remain fairly anonymous at the moment for a couple different reasons, but one thing I can tell you is that he goes by the name of the Long Island Exorcist. If you jump on Reddit, he did a Ask Me Anything recently on the Paranormal subreddit. That's kind of how I came across him. Then he shot me an email and said, I want to come on and talk to you about being an exorcist. And this is pretty new to... Long Island Exorcist currently. He was a Reiki healer originally, and then now he's fallen into this line of work. So currently, because the Long Island Exorcist is remaining anonymous, the best tip I could give you is to jump on Reddit and potentially find that username and send him a message, or even contact me and I'll get you in contact with him as soon as he's ready to actually come out and start being public. And the way you can do that is bunch of different ways you could literally just email us at paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com jump on our blog which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com we are on facebook you could jump on the facebook page send me a message there and of course now we're also on instagram and of course if you like this episode or any of our previous episodes please feel free to like subscribe follow depending on the podcast platform you use we'll give you different options of that please if you want to leave a review that would help us massively it really does make a difference and of course if you want to hear me talk about any specific topic on the podcast reach out to me on any of those platforms i just mentioned and i always want suggestions i want to give you guys the content that you're after thanks again to the long island exorcist for coming on i'm not going to say any more because i think the chat's really interesting and i think there's some bigger things coming in the future Hello, Long Island Exorcist. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well, thanks. Looking forward to uh, getting to ask you a couple questions and sort of understand, you know, your whole ideal and exciting stuff. I'm really excited. I- I'm so excited to see that you had done it because I, your- I saw you on Reddit looking for exorcists and the- I just got on Reddit 
and it had been a month ago that you posted. And then I saw that you did a thing on exorcists and I'm like, oh, I guess I missed it. But then I listened to it and you didn't actually talk to any exorcists. So I was like, yes. <laughs> and then I reached out to you and here we are. This is great. So ask me anything, really. Go ahead. Perfect. All right. Well, is there anything you can kind of tell us to give us a little bit of an idea of who you are and then we all get into your whole story, I suppose? Sure. I was born and raised Roman Catholic. I have to say I never really liked going to church. I never enjoyed it. Maybe when I got my confirmation because I got a new jacket, I thought that was cool. Um, so as soon as I could, when I started going to college, I left the church. And I thought, nah, that's it. I'm done. I'm free. But God has his way, or whatever you want to call it, the creator, creation, uh, called me back. And I'll give you an example of that. I, was, I remember I was volunteering at a hospice, and the chaplain there had said to me, hey, did you ever think about being a chaplain? And I actually laughed at him, saying, no, what are you, crazy, like me? Uh, about three years, later, three years later, I was a hospice chaplain. Sorry, uh, chaplains, true chaplains that could get board certified and stuff get a little testy when I say that. I was a spiritual counselor, but I was a chaplain. I, uh, I really found myself embracing all religions, all spiritual paths. And as I started to embrace them, everything just started happening for me. It started enriching my life. And I remember one day just kind of saying to the divine, the creator, I said, whatever you want from me, really. And from there, my life's been, I don't want to say easy because there's always challenges, but I've just been led through everything. So, and I have a master's degree in counseling. So hopefully that the chaplaincy, the master's degree in counseling, I'm also a Reiki master for like 15 years. I hope that gives me some legitimacy in the eyes of those who are listening. Yeah, great. Sounds like really diverse sort of background there. So really interesting. You know, I don't think many people would sort of would assume that potentially when they've, you know, seen the title of the episode. So no, that's really that's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. I suppose the big question is how and why did you become an exorcist? This is hysterical to me. I say hysterical because if you anyone had said anything to me about exorcisms three years ago, say, I, I, I don't have a good track of time, but approximately. I, again, I would have laughed at them, like, yeah, exorcisms, the devil, yeah, whatever, you're crazy, it's all in your head. And I meet in a spiritual group, uh, there was a, a bunch of us, and we just talk about different things, it's mostly about meditating and what are your challenges in life, you know, there's no really denominational thing to it, it's kind of basic stuff. But, but we have a psychic in our group, and she says, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bummed, I know someone who has something attached to them, and the couple that used to do it out in Oregon, I think it was, they just retired. And in Reiki, we learn, I put that in air quotes, how to do distance work. Well, I learned that, and I could never feel anyone from a distance. Like, So I took the challenge of this woman, like, I'm going to really try with my distance work again. I'm really going to try and connect. And my wife at that time, because it was new, was like, yeah, I'm in too. So we'd sit down at the table together and like get in the mode and like hold our hands up like we'd given Reiki on someone, even though nobody was there. And we pretended we'd given this person who needed the exorcism. And it was only a mild one. It wasn't like a full-blown one. And we can get into that if you want to. And uh, we'd do it. And we'd think, I, I think something happened. I think something happened. We'd go and check back with the psychic. No, not yet. And we'd go back and do it again. It took about three times. And then she confirmed and the people who knew the person confirmed that it had been done. And I'm an obsessive compulsive personality. If I find some kind of magical kind of anything is real, like I'm all in. 
So I was all in from this point on. Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like the concept of, I suppose, doing an exorcism over a distance, isn't it? Uh, I think it's awesome because um, I, I recently was writing about this online. I think why the, did, do you know that the Catholic Church has been like putting out posts, like press releases, like, you know, exorcisms on the rise, priests can't fill the demand, like that kind of thing. They put out like two press releases in the last three or four years, I'd say. That caught my attention, really. And when I started doing it, I, I just, just the other day, I realized why, even if they are doing it, they're not doing it effectively. I mean, think about it. Say, if you believe in this stuff, you're a demon and you're inside somebody's body. Like, you can see everything, hear everything, you know, everything that's going on. And the process that the Catholic Church goes through is lengthy. So the demon knows the whole time, oh, look, they're interviewing me now. They're going to see if this person's possessed. Oh, maybe they'll think it's just mental illness and let me go. Oh, no, they think it's a possession. Uh Uh-oh. All right, the possession's when? And it's like the demon can take out his iPhone, uh, send the text to all his friends and say, the possession's in two weeks, everyone. They can call in, like, all the reinforcements they want. And then the poor priest is walking in thinking, oh, this is just a case of mild to moderate possession. And look out, you know? So it's really unfair. So now I'm coming from a spiritual realm, and I can explain that more too if you want. Uh, the, the demons don't know I'm coming. Don't, I'm sorry. That's a misspeak. I don't do anything. I connect with the divine and the divine team. They don't know where I'm coming. To them, it's like we're coming out of the fourth dimension, and they don't know what hit them. And then it's just like flicking ants. It's really like nothing. And that's why I can do it. We, oh, I got to get used to that. We can do it in minutes. Where a priest, what is it? Uh, here, sometimes it takes weeks or at least hours. Um, I think their methods, I'm just going to say it, and I mean this out of uh, an educational point of view, their methods are outdated and they got to get updated for the times. Just calling it as it is, factually speaking. Yeah, the way you sort of explained it then sounds like you have a, a really interesting new method. And as you're just saying there, yeah, the older priest type method does seem quite outdated. If it's, if it's a lot simpler the way you're going about it? It's actually child's play. I, I don't mean that in an egotistical way at all. I just mean it like, think about like a dark, 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 dark room. like Pitch black, you can't see a thing. You flick a switch and turn on a light, all the darkness is gone. How hard was that? You know, so it's like all like exorcisms and the devil and really I'm going to turn on this light switch. See you later, buddy. Like flicking ants, like nothing, really. That, and if people can understand that and be like, hey, this guy makes a lot of sense. That's right. I'm not going to fear anything anymore. That like owning that and like watching like superhero movies and like feeling empowered in that way. Like, yeah, I, I feel like Superman on the inside sometimes. There wouldn't be a need for exorcisms at all. If people were fearless. But, you know, you know who's pumping the fear out there, right? I mean, I, I imagine <laughs> we know who's pumping the fear. I'll just say it, the news. What, the, what is the news doing to us? Are they helping us? I don't feel like they're helping me. One of the biggest changes I ever made in my life, I turned off the news. Instant happiness for the rest of my life from that. Definitely. Makes so, a huge difference, doesn't it? Yeah. If everyone turned off the news, I think there'd be less of a need for exorcisms. Let me just, I'll even go out there and say that. So can you explain to us what exactly a demon is to you? Because I'm sure a lot of people have different ideas about what a demon physically is? Oh, these are all great questions. Sure. All right. Uh, I know you had uh, 
you had some people on, like, you know, talking about ghosts and things, and people have seen ghosts and taken pictures of ghosts. Mm-hmm. So it seems like people can kind of wrap their brain around, all right, there's spirits, you know, there's something going on there. I can at least kind of half believe that, if not full believe that. I'm not going to totally write that one off. So I think that one's more acceptable. So you can understand the idea of a spirit, right? So what I think what's going on is these uh, individuals' uh, spirits are either kind of lost or misguided or someone else is putting them up to no good, you know? Or in some cases, you're, you like moved into their house and that was their house and you didn't even say hi to them or acknowledge them and you're acting like you own their place. Well, screw you, man. If you said hi to me, I would have been cool. But now you're walking into my place like you own it. I'm going to start throwing stuff off the cameras and stuff. Like, get the hell out of my house. You know, so I think sometimes it's a misunderstanding. That's kind of, I think, how it goes. It's just misguided spirits for the most part. I mean, because if you think about humanity, if you liken stuff to kind of the world, it's easy to see it. So if you look at humanity, you can say, yeah, most people are really kind of kind and good. Yeah, we got our flaws, but we're a good lot overall. And then you could say, well, some people are more misguided. And then there's only like one, two, three, four, five, six of us that are like truly evil. And I think it's the same way over there, except the evil dudes are really powerful and they're misguiding everyone because of fear. Take out fear. There is no there is no need for anything. We can just live happily ever after. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so you're saying it's more so spirits of people who have been misguided and that's what you're more so dealing with. Yeah, I think when it comes to the heavy stuff like the movies and the, the puking and all that stuff and the levitating... I think there, and you just will have to take a leap of, I guess, faith or belief on this one. Uh, there, I think you're dealing with fallen angels, you know, and fallen whatever, fallen whatever your belief is. I just, I'm talking with online with someone who's a pagan. I, I know a lot about a lot of religions or spiritual paths, I should say, more like them more appropriately. Um, but, you know, so what? what is it to them? What is it to these other people? Like, I would like to like know the language for everyone so I can speak to everyone in their language. I think it's always it's always interesting when someone approaches you and wants to talk about, you know, their experience in their life and you never quite know where it's going to, where they're coming from. But I think, yeah, your outlook is really interesting and it's got me wanting just to really know more and more about it. So it's safe to say you'd be like the modern day type exorcist. You know, I think that's really refreshing and I'm glad that, we're having this talk compared to maybe someone who was in that older mindset of, as you're kind of saying, throwing up into a bucket and levitating, that sort of, you know. <laughs> it just seems crazy. I mean, I heard you on your show, you were talking about that poor, you, I mean, you had a clip from that poor girl. Like, that, that's a nightmare that that even exists in the world, that she had to be tortured her whole life. And, oh, she has, uh, like, you know, something else that's kind of psychological, medical. Oh, you know, did the, did the, parents and those people apologized to her profusely? I hope so. So can you explain to us a little bit more of the exorcism process? Like as you were saying, you kind of connect to, what was the word you used? Spirit. But let me explain to it scientifically because people are going to get lost if I keep saying spirit and fallen angels and everything. So let's just break it down real simple. All right. If exorcisms were physical, like, you know, if you went to see your buddy one day and he had something hanging on his back, you'd like rip it off him. You know, that's night and day. Okay. Now, from Reiki, we learn that we have electrical impulses running through our body. And from these electrical impulses, a magnetic field is admitted. 
You know, the magnetic field is interactive with the electrical impulse. So a, a Reiki practitioner takes their magnetic field, so to speak. And this is science. Like if you look up electric currents, electric fields, they will talk about the magnetic field that comes off the electric field that goes into infinity and crisscrosses with all the magnetic fields. So at a, not a, like one step off the physical level, one step off the electricity level, we have this field that connects us all. So that's a really not a hard one. You know, now let's just say there's like, call it bad, bad vibes, bad juju, like these spirits. Like say, say they existed on this realm. Who would even know it now? Unless you go get Reiki all the time and you're really in tune with energy, you could have something attached to you. I'll even say like this first layer and there's a lot of layers. You have someone at this first layer and they don't even know it. They just write it off. I don't know. I'm just depressed all the time. I don't know what's going on. Like, you know. For a Reiki person, if, if, if possessions happened at this level, any Reiki person in the world could, you know, say, oh, oh, you got something attached to you there, buddy. And then the balancing of the energy, which is the calming, the soothing, and the releasing of fear ultimately is what would get rid of it. Is that a pretty good explanation, I hope? Yeah, definitely. I think putting it into the concept of Reiki, which... I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have got a pretty good understanding of is a good way for us to understand exactly what goes on. You've sort of, I guess, answered my question in a sense, because a big argument is how can people be possessed if they don't believe in any type of high being or any type of negative entity? And you've sort of answered it there because it's more energy based and sort of spiritual based. But could it ever sort of be related to religion or is it just purely energy based? <laughs> That's a tough one because it just makes me cringe to say religion is man-made. It, not, it, doesn't, it doesn't exist on its own. Like the universe exists on its own. Like the things that connect us all exist on our own. Uh, religion like takes that and really puts it into a very small container. And then people like to hold their containers and say, I have the best container. Your container is not good. Like it's, it's, to me, it's insanity. Like, Really, like, embrace your beliefs, but open your eyes and see that there's, you know, you may be living in this tiny box. So I think religion adds to the rise in exorcisms only in the fact that it closes people's minds to the degree that it closes people's minds. Because some people are religious, and it's just like anything. Take a group of people, not even say religious, take any group of people. You're going to have like most wonderful people, some neutral people, and some people who rub you the wrong way, you know? So religion's kind of the same thing. You got the fanatics, like, go away. And then you got the, you know, the people who are like, the religion just helps to focus and ground them and balance them. And they see the bigger picture, you know? And those, I, I wish we had more of those religious people. You know, and less of the closed-minded, I'm right, you're wrong, you got to follow my way, you're going to hell kind of people. Because that spreads fear, and fear is the problem. And you could even say that fear is the possession. We don't even have to believe it. Well, you don't have to believe in the other stuff. Just get rid of your fear and it takes care of the problem. And the beauty of it is, is if you are raised religious and not closed-minded, when you, and, and you, and you, you got to kind of walk away from it, so to speak, to own who you are, question everything you've been taught and own it for yourself. And then if you take that and you come back to your religion, you can embrace it in the proper way. And all those saints and archangels and angels, you know, you've 
they've been in part of your life your whole life and you can embrace them, I'm going to say, the correct way, not the closed-minded way. I actually wrote down a question here, which I think is kind of funny now. Good. Um, I like humor. I love humor. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I think you've definitely answered this, but last night when I was prepping, I wrote, is an average person's definition of an exorcist what you are? And I can definitely say that, no, it's, that's not the case. No, whatsoever. not at all. Which is, which is interesting. And that's just kind of my background of coming into this going, who exactly will I be talking to? Will it be someone such as yourself or someone who's very close-minded and very, oh, you know. God forbid. I know, very hung up in their sort of way. But I think oh. it's, so, it's so interesting that, I don't know, because I've never, I think majority of people would have never have thought of exorcism in the sense of how you're doing it. That's why I think we're here today, Dylan. I think really that's why we're here. We're here to educate people. And I want to say it's no mistake you're in Australia and I'm in the US. Because if you can find some like legit or what you know rational people would call legit um, possessed people and I can do something from here, that's gonna people's minds are gonna explode open. Like what what is what? You know? So I think there's a purposeful intent that we found each other and you're on the other side of the world, like literally. There's definitely more to be had. And the fact that you can do exorcisms remotely, like I think that's just, that's definitely worth doing something more in the future, I think, for the podcast. Yeah, it's all up to you. I'm, I'm, you know what? Anytime you want me to say anything about anything, I'm writing a lot of stuff on Reddit these days that people are going to raise people's eyebrows. But I do what I've always followed my heart. I'm doing with what's moved me from in my heart, which to me, if you move your mind out of the way, that's the creator creation speaking through you. And he has me writing some crazy stuff that even I say crazy in that, like, well, I'll let you read for yourself. You know, exorcisms and possessions might be a, a step for people. So I don't want to blow people's minds. So, but you can read for yourself. And if you want to question me about anything I've written, I'd be 100% happy to come on your show anytime and explain it rationally, I hope. I'm sure some people would be dying to know some of your case files. Is there any you can speak about? Yeah, yeah. I want to say this latest one because it's just divine, really, like literally divine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? 
Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. So I've obviously put myself out to the world, which, you know, um, I, I just want to be clear, like, I am comfortable uh, coming out on this, but my, my wife, she was with me on the beginning, and she's a little shaken up now because it's it's just it's getting a little I'll even say crazy. I can see it through other people's eyes. I think I can see it, and so I'm respecting her on that. So, but so since I've come out, you know, I've, I've, I've actually put out a challenge. Like, don't believe anything I say. Test me. Like, put exorcisms, uh, possessions in front of me, and look out for the mild ones because those are the ones that fly under the radar. Like. You have a friend who you think is in himself and he's always saying he's not like himself. Like, maybe, why not? It doesn't hurt. Like, I don't even have to see him. He's not going to receive any drugs. I'm not going to pray over him. Like, all you have to do is say, yeah, can you please check my friend? And I will check them. You know, and it's as simple as that. So I put out a challenge to the world. Like, all right, let's let's go, people. And I'm not getting a lot of responses. I'm surprised. Really, is that people aren't feeling a little off and curious, maybe, maybe they have something attached to them. But anyway, I had another legit exorcist who's a, really a holy man in Jewish faith. Uh, he was, first he came out warning me, like, buddy, I don't know. You're, you're, I don't know if you know what you're doing. You're going to get yourself killed. And, you know, and, and then we, we, we now quickly became friends because we both have very strong personalities and we're both exorcists. And so he threw down a challenge for me. Because he wanted to know, like, are you crazy or are you legit? So he gave me my first, and again, this is going to be a stretch for people. Most of the ones I've done are mild, light. They're misguided souls attached to people. You're in their house or something, and they're upset about it, things like that. Um, this guy gave me, like, all right, I got one for you. It's a fallen angel and two other, he knows everything, and two other whatevers. But the fallen angel is the big gun, and I'm like, good, my first big boss you know, so I was all excited. And so we were chatting. I'm like, all right, I'm going in, you know. So I, I call in like my divine army, really. It's it's just they're glorious. And I'm I'm just more of the reporter. I'm like, so like I'm like meditating. I'm usually sitting very comfortably somewhere, almost asleep. Like I connect with my my divine team. And then I call, I just think of whoever it is, you know, and someone can be anonymous and give me the letter of their name. The creator knows who you are. Like, I don't have to know who you are. And I think of the person and all of a sudden, literally like magic, I can feel their energy field. I, I, I can, I feel like I'm them. And again, I'm just seeing it. And so in this instance, it's, it's just so far-fetched. I, I I don't know if telling the story is going to help people or not, but I'll just tell it. It's it's like the divine army comes in and they just dismantle everything quickly. And I do get, vi not visuals, but sensations. 
like this one fallen demon supposedly who, who he wasn't able to get off the person and he's an exorcist two minutes we came in we assessed the situation we came out of the sky like lightning the demon didn't know what hit him and he was like obliterated in two minutes and the funny thing is though the one that didn't get obliterated right away was the, the, the most minuscule of them all and he's like yeah I'm still here. I'll fight you. And we're just like all laughing. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, the world's got to know about this. This process is so easy because it's really love and light against fear and darkness. And the light's going to kick ass on the darkness every single time. No, even like close ties for matches. That was my first test. So I thought I'd share it. I'm on my second one now, but I think I, it's a, it's a lot for people. It's, mm. Uh, I feel like the world's in need of a big change. And I think the time for like kind of pussyfooting around things, taking the slow route is over. I think it's got to come in a little hard. And I think that's why I'm coming forth maybe a little like, you know, direct. And uh, so it can be overwhelming for people. So I read of a girl online. I don't want to say any more because I don't want to give anything away. Uh, and, 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 you know, her identity or anything like that. But you know, she has multiple demons attached to her and we eradicated them in the flick of a light switch. And I'm dying for her to write me back and tell me she feels better. And, and you know, and I know she's, she's probably overwhelmed and she doesn't understand, but I just want her to sit and be calm and peaceful and feel like in her heart, am I free or am I not free? That's all I want. And then I, of course I wanted to let me tell the whole story of how that all went down because stuff's re it's like it's really exciting one question i just thought of was when you go into this process and you fight the negative entities what then <laughs> happens what happens to them so do they do they cease to exist i'm glad you asked that i think we're at a period in time like no we, you we all obviously have our free wills we can deny everything and we still get to live and have our free wills like you can be and do anything you want. And I think that's true of any uh, living being, spirit, whatever. So they don't get like eradicated. And I'm going to say, yet, question mark, question mark, question mark, because I can't say what happens. I know the case I gave as an example is my first one was the first time they were eradicated without first being given mercy. And I think it was to prove a point to the person who was testing me and everybody, you know, every other exorcism I've done to date, they were given kindness and mercy and all left voluntarily on their own, apologetically. Where they go, I don't know, wherever they're taken to be rehabilitated, I guess, you know, but all leave voluntarily once they're shown the light. And maybe this fallen angel, because it was a fallen angel, was given no mercy and just eradicated. I think eradicated, I said, from this realm, you know, I don't know where he goes. I don't want to know where he goes. I don't think I don't think eradication would be mercy. Nah, I think he's going to be uh, suffering a little because he knew he knew what he was doing was wrong. And he did it anyway. Everyone should get a little slap on the wrist for that. Yeah, fair enough. I think, as you said, that it ceases to exist in this realm makes a lot of sense. But who who are we to say that they don't move on somewhere else? Because that seems to be a likely option, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I can't say. I wish I could say. I think they gave me a very specific task and purpose because they know I'm like hyper excited about stuff. And they're like, we got to give this guy just one thing, one thing only, and keep him focused, or he's going to go crazy. 
So I think they kind of really, they knew me. They gave me Doug, this one gift. And they're like, just focus on this, buddy. For sure. Keep yourself, keep yourself grounded and focused and you'll, you'll be okay. Trust us. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know more about this divine army and what the creator is to you. Can you go into a little bit more depth about that? Yeah. I mean, you've heard of the quantum field. Yeah. That's the creator. That's it. I don't, it's not more any simpler complex than that. I, I got in trouble online for bashing science a little, so I'll be meeker and back off. Like, I don't understand why, I think Deepak Chopra, I think he does it. He takes science and spirituality and marries them together. The quantum field is intelligence is God. It's, you know, creation. For anyone who's creative out there, it's this simple. And I don't know if you're creative, Dylan, or not, if, you know, drawing or painting or anything like that. When you are a true creative, you know that your best work comes through you when you're not thinking about it. It's just coming through you. Mm. From where? From where does healing come? From where does our life come? To me, that is God or whatever you want to call it. He doesn't care what you call him. She, it, the, like it doesn't matter. It just is. And it is, in my experience, peace and love and joy and harmony and all that good stuff. Yeah, great. I think that's that's the perfect way to sort of summarize, I think, a creator. That's what I think it means to me as well. I think it's as simple in a sense of how you just put it, but it's not as maybe simple as other people see it as. So that's that's the creator. So what about the divine army? Is that any different? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's very different. Um, well, different and the same. Let me say what I mean by that. So if we're all part of creation, like we all are in the same field. So we are all one, so to speak, in that respect and that we're in the field. But you are you, I am me, people are people, they do what they want, we're all different that way. So in the same respect, and there's different levels, there's hell, you know, there's earth, there's heaven, there's, you know, the creator. So if it, the earth, between earth and the creator, everything in between there, the divine army. They're all above us, they're all good, and so they went up, so to speak, and if you go, if, if you're a good person, who doesn't want to help someone who's hurting if you can? And to them, it's child's play. It's, it's so easy. They're, they're, like, they're, they're like screaming and imploring, like, call to us. Call to us. You know, any way you look at us. You, you're pagan, you're Christian, you're, you're Muslim, anything. Like, call to us. We want to help you. And all you have to do is get your mind out of the way and release your fear. And we'll take care of the rest for you. So that's who the divine army is. I think you might have even answered this already, but how do you feel about people who don't believe? I feel bad because, like, you know, if not believing truly makes you happy, then don't believe. Like, you know, maybe you didn't have a lot of support or something growing up and not believing gives you a sense of control of, control of your life or something. And, you know, and so not believing does something to you. So not believing could really be a wonderful thing. But when... The, and if you have a way to manage your life and, you, you, you know, maybe you don't believe, but you, you know, take walks in nature and that relaxes you, like, does it really matter? Does our creator really care if you believe in him, if you're walking around loving and spreading goodness to everyone? So it doesn't matter in that case. Where it really, truly breaks my heart, and I can even cry over this, is when people need help and they don't believe. That, that crushes me because I'm like, can you open just really just a hair, we will take care of the rest. Like, just open yourself a hair. That's what crushes me when, when people really have their, their like, belief 
a disp- to the point of disbelief and it's clamped down where they won't even open it because we're given our free will and we're not, it's not going to be taken away from us. So if you want to clamp down and suffer and not receive help, well, that's your free will. I will feel bad for you. I might even cry for you, but I can't help you because you won't let me help you. Yeah. I'm just curious. What's your view on an afterlife? Oh my God. Uh, before, you know, probably through my 20s, um, everything spiritual, anything. So near-death experiences, past life regressions, da 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 And you read enough of those, yeah, if you don't want to believe anything, if you're clamped down, you can read it all and go, Duh, what a bunch of crap. But if you have your eyes even like a sliver open, you're like, wait, uh, there's a thousands of these stories and they all have these parallel things in them? Like, huh. Maybe there is something else, you know? And it's the reincarnation. I remember when I was seeking that, like, is reincarnation real? Is it not real? Let me go to workshops. Let me get hypnotized. And nothing ever happened to me. And then one day I'm just, like, going to take the trash out. And all of a sudden, and you know the difference between a dream and, uh, like, you know, a wish and a memory. Like, you know, no one's going to come to you at your age now in your health and tell, try and convince you that one of your memories is wrong. You'd be like, screw you. What, are you, what are you getting at? That's my memory. That was my life. I don't know what you're talking about. I had that kind of experience, that kind of memory that I was uh, like a monk in a past life and I just walked the earth, me and the creator. That was my whole life. And, and no one could tell me I didn't have that life. So I, not only do I believe in life after here because of all the near-death experiences and I was a chaplain and people were telling me about angels and they're about to die, and they're telling me how their loved ones, they, they're seeing them before they die. Like, why are these people, you think on the deathbed, people are lying about what they're experiencing? Like, they're, they're about to go into what's next, and they're seeing what's next, and they're reporting on what's next, you know? I had one woman who wasn't her time, but they messed up her meds a little. I hate, I hate that this is true. <laughs> and she almost died. And she said, she go, she was, the way she tells the story, you know, when someone tells a story with a certain amount of passion, you're like, uh, you, you, I think your, your BS meter can maybe lower a little for a, a moment. And the woman was telling, she was like, I, I came to this fence and I looked over and it was the greenest grass I ever saw in my life. I can't even describe how beautiful it was. And I really wanted to go over, but they told me it wasn't my time and they told me to come back. Like, this is a woman I, I, I was visiting for like a year maybe at that point and knew very well and was very rational, reasonable, and otherwise. And she's telling me this beautiful story. Like, how could I not believe in everything at this point or anything? Yeah. Uh, question just for me, really, more than anyone else. Um, Go ahead. And I'm sure you've, you might have seen on the podcast, I do a segment where I talk to people who believe to have had alien abduction experiences. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just curious, do you have any uh, thoughts, any interest on that kind of topic? Oh, dear. Um, it's just all, you know what? The world wants to change and whatever we're doing is not working. So it's time to jar everyone a little bit, I guess, is what the creation and creator is doing. It's saying, I try to do it the easy way. Now I'm going to shake you up a little, you know, mess you up. And the loving uh, uh, hope that you do like change your beliefs. That being said, my good friend, psychic, spiritual mentor to a certain degree, 
helped guide me in a lot of what I'm doing now. I, I, I don't want to say this because I'm not ready to put it out there yet. Let's just say I interviewed her per se. Okay. And we were talking about um, past life regressions. And I talked about mine with being a monk. And she talked about hers. And now I know her to be very rational and reasonable. I know she's a psychic. So I know she knows even more than most people. And she talked about her past life on another planet. And the thing that's great is it, it wasn't all about like the, the fact that there were other things. It was more a fact that it's all on any alien planet here, anything. It's all about the same exact thing. It's about love and what lessons are you needing to learn. So that's she's talking about aliens. And I'll even, I'll even take a step back and say to people, if it's all imagined, but you can pull a lesson out of it, then isn't that everything? And since then, she's, because I, I can feel the divine. I can feel the divine representatives, the Holy Spirits. I can feel them. And I can feel them individually, not just like, I think I'm feeling something like an example, like an archangel Raphael. I believe he's known as like the divine surgeon. I, when I call on him, I feel my hands just start like pulsating and, and all this energy going through my hands. So they come to me in different places. So then when I'm working with someone and I feel the energy, then I know who's helping me for that person. And so with that, getting back to the point in your question, she's introduced me to like, like the Palladians. I'm feeling the Palladians around you. They're asking me them to check you out. Uh, star from another planet wants to help you in your healing mission, open yourself up to him. And I, as long as I say to myself, like, you know, I'm fearless. I will open myself up to anything because if it's, if it isn't also fearless, it's not going to get in, you know, it has to be fearless too, or it's not going to get through the gate. And I open myself up to star from another planet and he's been instrumental in helping me. It sounds crazy, but so yes, again, one year ago, no, I don't believe in aliens or anything like that. Today, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, the creation is way too infinite that we're the only thing. Yeah. Like, really? That's talk about egocentric. I've heard of someone in a similar situation, as you just kind of mentioned, who in a past life believes that they were from somewhere else and that they still have contact with that life, I suppose you could say. Would make sense. Would yeah. make sense. And um, visiting, going back to visit your hometown, even though you moved away. Exactly that whole sort of idea. So that's yeah, that's definitely not new to me. Because I think me yeah, too. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I definitely think reincarnation is a big possibility. Because even I think it's interesting to hear cases of kids talking about I don't know their past They're lives. They're the best. Yeah, you know. They're the best. And there's definitely something about. A, um, a child's mind, which is really fascinating. But then, you know, even as you said, you still have that memory of being a monk. So I definitely think, yeah, it'd almost be a waste, wouldn't it, to only live once? It's all a waste. Wouldn't but it? that's the point then. Yeah. If you can't, like, like Pete, this is a perfect example. How can anyone explain, like, some five-year-old kid, like, playing the piano like a maestro, like a, like a, like a prodigy? Like, I have zero doubt that kid probably in many lifetimes, just loved the piano. All he wanted to do was play the piano. And so he honed his skills over many lifetimes. And yeah, to us, he's like a five-year-old child. But to someone else who can see, he's like a 2,000-year-old soul who's been playing the piano for 2,000 yeah. years. 
So like, so to them, they're like, I'm not surprised. That's uh, he was this, this, and this person in their past life. Why are you so surprised? Because he's five. Uh, Open your mind. So my final question is, where are you going to go from here? What's your plan? What's the future look like for you? Uh, Dylan, that's a that's more loaded question than you know, because it's not for for 15, 16, 17 years. It has not been my will. Uh, I know I know when creation is flowing through me and I release myself to that. That's what I follow. My heart, the creation that's flowing through me. Um, for the sake of not making people's heads explode, I don't want to go there. Let's just saying I'll be doing a lot of exorcisms. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Um, you're going to see what's going to happen and, and it's going to happen. I, I, I don't want to give it away because you know what? I can't give it away either. It's honestly comes down to everyone, the human race. Do you Are you ready to let your fear go and open yourself up to something great? I mean, you are or aren't you? If you aren't, I, the divine team, the creator himself, we can't help you. But if you are ready to open yourself and you're sick of the world the way it is, uh, change is on the way, is all I'll say. In a loving, peaceful, merciful, kind way, with everyone having their choice. Do you want to pick the side of love and goodness and kindness? Because that's what the world wants. That's what most of it wants. So you want to be a dick and a douchebag and be corrupt and greedy. Go, Go over there then wherever there is. We're going we're gonna to take our world back. Go fuck off. <laughs> more to come then, that, that, by the sounds of that. Yeah, that's more to come. That's, uh, I don't want to make people's heads explode. For sure. Thank you so much for coming on and just explaining your whole, oh, I don't even know how to even put it, like your whole, new, it's like a new, Everything. Yeah, it's like a new, like, I don't want to say like a new age type exorcism, but that's almost what it is, isn't it? It's, it really is. Exorcism 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the 2018 version of yeah edition yeah. version. Dylan, it was really a, a, a pleasure. A, a pleasure was all here. I really enjoyed talking to you, and I really appreciate it. I think you're doing the creator's work. Yeah, so blessings, blessings to you always. Thank you, and we'll definitely keep in touch because, as you have kind of been saying, I think there's more to come, and I think we're mm-hmm. all very excited, and we'll definitely, when it's time for that, we'll dive back in and ride the wave, I think. Yeah, and I guess I'd like to, if I can uh, say it, like calling all uh, possessed people, uh, come to me. I will check you out. If you're possessed, I'll take care of you gladly, lovingly, without fear or trying to push any kind of religious beliefs on you. Believe what you want, but just open yourself up. Let your fear go and let us all help you. Hey guys, if you made it this far, really appreciate you listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As I said earlier on, if you want to get in contact with a Long Island Exorcist, get in contact with me through email, WordPress, Instagram, Facebook. I'll be able to pass on his details as soon as he's ready to come forward. Thanks again, guys. I'll catch you in another podcast episode soon. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. 
Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 